Welcome to the Conscious Women Entrepreneurs Podcast. This show offers wisdom, inspiration, and tips on how women entrepreneurs built their businesses and how they incorporate mindfulness and spiritual practices to become successful. I'm your host, Martina Thomason, a certified entrepreneurs coach. I specialize in helping natural therapy practitioners release emotional and subconscious resistance to get more clients. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode five of the Conscious Women Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Martina Thomason, and today I'm very excited to introduce you to Hannah Friedenwald. She is a clinical dietitian and a yoga teacher. After a personal journey with severe menstruation pain and skin conditions, she discovered functional nutrition and she delved into gut health, liver function, hormones, diet, and followed the path that led her to discover her passion for women's health, feminine yoga, and other sacred feminine practices, as well as spirituality. So one of the things that fascinates me the most is what Hannah says about our menstruation cycle and how we can use it as a cyclical business template. So Hannah, can you tell us a little bit more about this? Hi, yes, of <laughs> course. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here and be able to talk about menstruation in the context of business. So when you have a natural menstrual cycle that is not under the influence of hormonal birth control and you don't have irregular cycles, then typically, or always actually, you do have four different phases of your menstrual cycle. And before diving into them, just to make it more inclusive, because not all women have their natural cycle, a lot of women are on birth control or they have irregular cycles and it can be a bit difficult to navigate. You can actually translate this to the lunar phases. Wow. So you can use the moon instead if that is easier or more accessible to you. So the first phase of the cycle, your cycle starts with day one on menstruation, the first day of active bleeding. This can be translated to the new moon or the dark moon. That is the first day of the new, new, new lunar cycle. And this is really, as most of us know, a time of low energy where we need to rest. It's not really the time to do a lot in your business, be out and about and running and hustling. This is the time where maybe you can take some time off, be in silence. And it's really a time to connect with your intuition and call in what you want to create. And I like to think of the menstrual cycle as a creative cycle, because as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we are creators. You create your offerings, you create your products. And so looking at it from that perspective makes it a bit easier, I think, to translate. So say that your next menstrual cycle is your next creative cycle. And your menstruation, your dark moon time is the time where you really rest and call in the vision of what you want to create this next cycle. And the more you move out of your head and just into your body and allow yourself to deeply relax, the more you create the space for this higher vision to come in. 
And I love that the menstrual cycle starts with filling your own cup and resting and taking care of yourself before you go out and do anything for anyone else. So honoring that, honoring your body's natural need for rest and just witnessing how that will ripple into what comes through you so you can pour that into your business is magical. Yeah, because what we see a lot of in this society is um, the go, 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 the hustle uh, sort of mentality. Whereas we naturally have cycles that last for 28 to 32 maybe days. And, and it's way more compassionate to realize how we function. And instead of beating ourselves up over being tired and not even knowing why, we come to realize that our bodies are that way and then we can play on the same team exactly and even though you don't always have that super high energy hustle grind capacity you realize when you do this work that every phase of your cycle has its gift and strength and if we only see the the hustle as what we need then it's going to be a real downer to be a woman and have a natural cycle (laughs) But once you really tune into what is actually here for me, what is in my natural capacity within these different phases, then you start to realize that this is really awesome. This is the perfect blueprint for me to use in my business as well for a sustainable business, for myself, for my health, and also for my offerings and for my clients. Yeah. So we can actually create a month-by-month calendar or plan as to when we do our meetings, when we do our presentations, when we take on clients or when we prepare for a new launch so that um, it works best for us and our cycle. Indeed. And so the next phase of the cycle would be the follicular phase. Mm -hmm. And this comes when the bleeding from menstruation stops. That is kind of the transition from menstruation to the follicular phase. And this you can see as the waxing moon so when the moon starts to grow this is when we start to move out of menstruation and into a more active phase and this is really the time to make a plan for how you can make the the vision that you called in during menstruation how can you make it come to life and that is really the purpose for this creative or this menstrual cycle and so we have higher estrogen during this time, which means we are more social, we're more logical, we have more outwardly directed energy, so it's easier to connect with other people. And this first week after menstruation is really a good time to map out the cycle. What do you need to do? Who do you need to reach out to? What are your deadlines? Just everything you need to know, make a plan for it during this time because you will be so good at delegating and just making it all come together and then you use the rest of the cycle to execute and so we still have two more phases right so ovulation would be the next one so from the follicular phase and up to ovulation your energy just builds and the days around ovulation is a really good time to reach out and connect with people so if you have to do interviews if you're asking for help if you're just doing whatever it is that you really need to involve other people with and be in contact with them maybe you need to give feedback on something that you have 
hired someone to do, this is a brilliant time to do it because our communication skills are at an all-time high, wow. which is natural because this is the time when we need to to call in someone to create new life with. This yeah. is the time to get pregnant. And so, of course, we are at our peak socially from a biological standpoint. Wow. Should have waited a few more days to do this podcast recording then, considering <laughs> my cycle at this stage. <laughs> I'm actually ovulating in just a few days, so this is perfect timing. Okay, great. Well, you're the one speaking the most, so perfect. <laughs> and then after that, then it's been a really like high time. You've been out there doing all the things, mapping everything out, being very much in your head and figuring out how to make all this come together. After ovulation, you will notice that your energy starts to drop a little bit and you have less capacity to deal with people's bullshit conflict things are just like i just want to get this over with maybe some women experience pms in this space Mm. so it's not really a good time to be with people and do those kinds of things but it's a really good time to finish up things so maybe you have been Say you're building your website, for example, and you called in this beautiful vision of a website during your bleeding days. And then you figured, okay, I have to add this. These are my offerings. I need photos. So I'm going to reach out to this person that I want to take my pictures. I need to write copy. Um, This is what I need to write everything for. You map it out during your follicular phase, during your luteal phase, you reach out to people, you have your photo shoots, it's your typically your most glowing time. Yeah, they even had like research, um, double blind study with men saying who they think is the most beautiful and then showing the same pictures and then it just turned out that those the particular days were most we were most pretty or more attractive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. and not just to men, it was actually for women as well, so yeah. in general. So it's a really like it's really good to be able to use that, right? Yeah, so don't care about the filters, just go with the right time in your face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then as you start to wrap everything up in your luteal phase, it's such a good time to just sit down, okay, you got everything back, you can put it up on your website, you finish writing the copy. We're typically very critical during this phase so it's a good time to go over everything and have that critical look and see okay i made a draft Mm -hmm. these are the changes i need to make and okay now it's good have that final look just be aware that you're not just completely killing yourself and being like it's not perfect nothing's good enough i have a tendency to do that so be aware of it yeah we'll talk more about perfectionism in another episode for sure yeah big topic (laughs) definitely uh so that is something to be aware of but generally it's a good time to finish projects so you're done and can actually rest when your bleeding time arrives because i mean we all have stuff we need to do and when you're working for yourself no one's really setting the deadlines but you Mm. and so allowing your body or just following her rhythm and saying okay i will finish this before my bleed arrives Mm. it's a really good thing and also to practice gratitude for what you so you're not just in that critical okay i need to change but be grateful for what you created and also celebrate yeah because with that perfectionism and being self-critical it's easy to feel like oh no 
it's still not not where I wanted to be but be kind to yourself and celebrate what you actually did yeah you actually delivered something and and as recovering perfectionists we have to tell ourselves that done is better than perfect and just um, allow it to be not a hundred percent every time yeah because we're actually depriving our followers or potential customers for great information if we don't put it out you're not serving anyone and so to just go with that blueprint during menstruation or the the new moon rest and call in what you want to create for that cycle with the waxing moon or the follicular phase you are in your more masculine energy you map everything out plan it schedule Mm -hmm. during ovulation or the full moon you go out you do all the things you connect with people Mm -hmm. and then during the waning moon or your luteal phase then you wrap things up you go over change what need to be changed and celebrate what you created I think that is a really, really nice way to work as a woman. Yeah, and and you really set yourself up for success in your kind of way. Like, it's not self-harming in the way that you've got to do this and you've got to do that. You actually uh, surf ahead of the wave and sort of work with your body to achieve everything that you need to, but just time it right so that um, it doesn't... um, Power you in any way like it's like nature yeah. she gets everything done I mean spring always arrives yeah the f- the snow will melt eventually spring will come the flowers will come the mm-hmm. produce will be ready for fall but she never rushes yeah and we can work that way too it's it's very sustainable and it feels really good when you get into that flow yeah awesome so we really jumped straight into the core of this, but do you want to tell us a little bit more about how you got so passionate about this topic? Of course. So when I was 21, I quit hormonal birth control. I was on the pill from 16 to 21. And I had very irregular cycles and heavy bleeds before coming on hormonal birth control. That was kind of why I went on it. And then when I went off, these symptoms started coming back, but so much stronger. Month after month, I was just in more and more pain until I realized that this this isn't normal. You shouldn't be bedridden for four days every single month because you're in such pain um, from menstrual pain. Um, So I started researching i was already in university studying nutrition and as a nutrition student i kind of wanted food and lifestyle to be the solution to everything and besides having been to multiple doctors and they only said to go back on the pill that was all i could do and it just did not feel right Mm. so i started researching how i could really support my body through food and lifestyle and i had such tremendous results and it was just obvious to me that your cycle is affected by so many things your lifestyle included and uh and yeah that's i just had such massive results and it felt stupid not 
to follow it because I know so many other women struggle with this too. Yeah. And then starting my own business, it was the obvious. I mean, my body is my only business plan. She really guides me through everything. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Your body is your only business plan. It really comes full circle to what we were talking about. It might be a bit controversial, but it's the truth. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we kind of touched upon the balance between masculine and feminine in life and business uh, in terms of you know the more masculine energy that is in some of our face or faces uh, whereas the bleeding period is more of a feminine receptive introspective um, time so um, you were touching on the phase where you might not want to be around so many people, you want to shelter yourself a little bit. Um, and maybe this would be a really great time to set your non-negotiables and really be clear on what do you need for the rest of the month as well. Exactly. I think really knowing your non-negotiables and being fierce on your self-care is an absolute must as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I mean, we have a bigger capacity to kind of handle unforeseen things, people, clients who aren't happy, like whatever really comes up that is challenging. It's easier for us to handle in the follicular phase and around ovulation because we have more energy and we're more like it's easier to engage, engage socially during those times. So it's also easier to neglect our self-care and be like, oh, but I'm fine because your capacity is bigger. But once you hit the luteal phase and go into menstruation, if you don't come back to your self-care practices, it's really going to show up as menstrual pain, heavy bleeds, maybe even irregular cycles, like your period won't come. Uh, It could be PMS, really bad mood, premenstrual cramping whatever really so and this is when our body really starts to communicate oh hey but i need and that is why all this tension is showing up yeah so listening to that and feeling like what am i not giving myself that i need for me my non-negotiables are super simple like i need food (laughs) i need sleep i need time in nature and i need to be just creative move um have some yeah Creative movement practice is really important to me and also just be cuddled with. Those are my five. It's not lavender bubble baths or whatever. It's very basic. That's what works for me. It could be whatever, but really during those times, listen to what your body is trying to tell you that it needs. Yeah. And although it sounds simple, those things that you're saying, they're very um, basic, but yet so many people forget them. That's where I feel like when I start skipping meals, when I start to stay up late because I need to finish things. And that's when I just, it makes it so much harder to fully show up in my business the way I want to and serve the way I want to. Yeah, sure. And it's even studies on that as well. Like you can see percentage drop of concentration ability, um, the quality of output that we create just from uh, one hour less sleep a night. Right. So imagine three or four hours lack of sleep yes i know and so yeah just listening to that message from your body when you're not feeling great notice when it's at in your cycle Mm. 
and what can you do to support your body in that yeah what does it need because she will tell you that is the beauty of being in sync with your cycle you will learn to understand what your body is trying to communicate with you yeah and so um myself included i find it hard to follow my cycle and knowing which day i'm in which phase and stuff so um i know that you use a specific method to know exactly which day you're on so could you talk a little bit about that yeah i use something called menstrual cycle charting which is where you every day observe your cervical mucus. You can also observe your cervical position and you measure your basal body temperature and you chart it, like you put it in a chart. So then you can go back and look at that cycle. What is it? And as you chart it every day, you always know where you're at and you always know in which phase of your cycle you are. If that sounds overwhelming and new to you, then maybe just make a note in your planner or your journal when you're on day one. And you can actually just write what, whatever the average length of your cycle is if you note it in your planner. My day one, my day 14, my day 21. Mm -hmm. And then know that, okay, day one is when I'm bleeding. Uh, my day seven is typically when my energy starts to return. Around day 14 to 16, I have super high energy. This is often around ovulation. Day 21, I'm starting to feel the dip in energy. I need to retreat more, start to take it slower. And then you know, okay, maybe around, like you said, from 28 till day 32 or 35 or however long your cycle is. That's when I can expect my next bleed. If you note it in your planner, mm -hmm. it's very easy to plan around your cycle. Yeah. Awesome. That's really great tips. I think I might go with that one just because <laughs> it's, details. It's, it's a great place to start business-wise. I mean, the thing that I'm doing is really to use this as birth control and to really get a deeper insight into my health. Yeah. If you just want to use your cycle as a business tool, then just noting it in your planner is a great way to do so. Beautiful. And that uh, takes us into part two of this interview where we're going more into sort of the entrepreneurial journey and how, because this podcast is uh, how conscious women entrepreneurs are building their successful businesses and stuff. So I like to ask all of my guests about their experiences around running a business. And so how does running a conscious business look like for you in practice? Um, obviously, we've been talking about a major part for you right now, but do you do anything in terms of work around alignment, energy work? Um, or do you only, I mean, some people only focus on the action part. You clearly don't. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more of that? Yeah, that? I think I am very... It's important to me to know what success is for me and create success on my terms. Yes. And that's not necessarily only about how many clients I have or Instagram followers or how many offerings I made or how much money I made. For me, success is defined by the life this business is allowing me to live yes. as a whole. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> And so before I create, before I do something, I really sit with it and notice how it feels in my body. And 
like saying that my body is my only business plan, it might sound silly, but if something that I'm about to do in my business feels tense, like I have a contraction in my body, then I know that something is out of alignment and I might not know it right then, but eventually, two months down the line, I'm gonna realize like, oh wow, this was really just rubbish. Why did I do this in the first place? It did not work out the way I wanted to at all. Yeah. I should have just listened to that nudge in the first place because my body knew. Yeah, I say that all the time as well. Like intuition comes through your body. That's where you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So actually creating space in my day to be in my body and to have embodiment practices through breath and through movement and rest is so important to me because that's when I feel like she will tell me this month you're closer to burnout because this was too hectic you didn't have enough rest during your bleeding days and so when your follicular phase started, you were already tired and you didn't, you planned a lot of things and it's just not sustainable for you to push through this way. Yeah. Um, I will notice if I'm tired, I notice if I'm stressed and I don't want to have like this from the outside looking super successful business, but then being exhausted and just so stressed out and frustrated with everything going on behind the scenes then I'm rather going to take something off my plate, mm. slow it down, come back to myself in a place that feels good to me before I proceed with whatever it is I'm doing in my business. Yeah, yeah, I so agree with that because living an authentic life according to your values, your strengths, and, and basically how you want to live your lives on your term, uh, I mean, how could that way more than the facade like why would you want to portray something to others then you become a victim of this fake castle that uh, nobody benefits from because the people from the outside gets this fake view of success and then they strive maybe to get the same but it's all gonna lead to burnout so yeah it's it's, it's gonna fall apart at some point definitely and it's not to say that I don't get it. You need to make money. This is a sure. business. There has to be a balance. And that is really, when we talk about feminine business, I think it's important to say that you also need the masculine aspect. For sure. And what that looks like to me is really using my cycle to create a structure. Yeah. A structure is more on the masculine side. Mm -hmm. It's something that upholds this whole thing. So that my feminine, my creative energy can flow through that structure or through that channel. Mm. And in the end, it's going to be something. I will have created something. Exactly. So I don't know if I really answered your question now. Yeah, sure. You did. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, what are some of your biggest lessons then from your journey as an entrepreneur so far? It has really been to listen to my intuition and follow mm. it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't think we said, but we met actually as co-workers. Mm -hmm. And that was a really challenging time for me. I was doing my business part-time and trying to hustle everything. We were in a kind of toxic work environment. And yeah. it was truly the lowest point of my life. And I remember just saying that, 
I just have to get out of this because this is really just killing me. I was depressed. I was so anxious. I just, I sat in my car for like 20 minutes crying every morning because before going into the office. And I just remember being like, you're not supposed to live your life like this. It's not supposed to be like this. Yeah. And everyone kept telling me like, but oh, you shouldn't quit this job. It's well paid. It's safe. Mm-hmm. You should stay and maybe it will get better. I oh was my living God. with my parents. <laughs> my husband was so sick. I felt like I had really nothing in my life that was mine and that could support me in the way that I needed to be supported. And just not listening to everyone else, coming back to my body, coming back to, okay, what feels aligned for me to do now? It was scary as shit yeah. because I didn't have a backup plan. I had to just throw myself into my business full time but what it led to was me moving back in with my husband we are in the most beautiful place right now so close to to nature I have two beautiful cats all the things that I talked about when we were working together that I wanted it came as a result of of really trusting that and also it's something about putting yourself in a position where you have to follow through with what you said. Yeah. Like, because often I feel like people say, oh, I need to rest. I'm so tired. But you don't really fuel yourself with what you need. It's so easy to just relax on the couch and watch Netflix. When what you need is movement, it's time in nature, it's proper nourishment or it's time with friends. And I have to be, I can't just waste four hours watching a TV show like on the regular now when I say I'm going to fuel myself then I need to actually do that yeah and that allows me to have that energy and to show up in my business when it's time to to do that Mm. and and then create the offerings and then make the money that allows for this dream to to be real yeah yeah for sure awesome so um, did you ever have resistance towards speaking and living your authentic truth to the world? A hundred percent. I remember when I started um, in 2017, when was when that was when I started just with Baby Steps, my business. Yeah. And I was like, I am no one special. Like if I can do this, honestly, anyone can do it. <laughs> I felt so average, like not interesting in anyway and i mean i speak about periods and hormones and vulvas and vagina (laughs) online on the regular like that is what i do and i was like holy crap my grandmother's following me my father and my brother and they're gonna listen to all of this if i had resistance yes i did yeah i mean there is an option for them to unfollow you (laughs) maybe they have (laughs) I've, I've seen your feed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot for some people. I actually had a friend a couple of days ago and she has. we have a mutual friend and he had talked to her. He's a guy and he's like, is Hannah really like obsessed with periods or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. And I was like, yeah, yeah. sure am. <laughs> yeah, and I have to bring up the, the Instagram story that you shared the other day when you were offering... <laughs> Um, your um, 
period blood to nature and you had this beautiful ceremony and you, you left this beautiful rose on the tree and and then you made a few comments and then this tiny little <laughs> text box in the corner said um, if you're triggered right now uh, go work on yourself <laughs> <laughs> and i just thought that was so classic hannah because it's like it's this tiny little spark of <laughs> rebellion that just comes from uh, comes out every now and then. It's just hilarious. Yeah, it's like you can't really you can only take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. And if you truly have the desire to bring something forth, of course there's gonna be a resistance. There yeah. always is when you're stepping into something bigger, you're stepping out of your comfort zone and I think creating from ourselves is always going to be out of our comfort zone at some point. Sure. And like we were talking about earlier today, just to kind of create an environment that is safe enough for you to start and go there. Yeah. And I haven't been comfortable doing this since the beginning at all. This is when I'm just really starting to get comfortable doing it yeah and you get used to it and now i have other things that i'm like oh that is scary like doing yeah. podcast interviews for example yeah i really prefer writing because then i can be a perfectionist and yeah i can edit <laughs> and i can make sure it's all the way i want it and exactly. i'm like oh what did i say did i say that right did i pronounce it right oh my god no yeah <laughs> this is out of my comfort zone wow um, and yet here you are we are we gotta push ourselves if we're gonna grow yeah for sure uh, but do it in a like we were saying as well self-compassionate way so make the transition softer or set up the boundaries that you need and again it comes back to like defining success on your own terms yeah if you're just super stressed and uncomfortable about it then it's not probably going to feel very good yeah but if it's like pushing yourself just enough yeah. And you get a good experience with it. Then it's going to be easier next time. Sure. Instead of just scaring the shit out of yourself and then be like, oh, I'm definitely never doing that yeah. again. Yeah, because it creates that sort of confidence. If you, It's a sense of achievement. So if you create enough small sense of achievements, then that builds to be more of your comfort zone. So courage creates confidence. Taking small steps um, of courage for what we consider is courageous uh, someone else might think it's easy but you know for us it's that's our standards and we just push them little by little and all of a sudden we end up where we want to be yeah so true tiny steps in the right direction yeah so uh, I like to ask my guests um, what has been the most valuable outcome for you in having a coach Having a coach was actually what made me start a business. Really? I, I had a coach uh, when, I, when I started my business, which was not my intention. She was more of a lifestyle coach. I was still in university, very unsure of what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to work as a dietitian in a hospital, having like a classical dietitian job. But I had no idea what my options were. And it hadn't crossed my mind that I could create that for myself. Right. So I wouldn't have started a business, I think, without her. Or at least not at that point. Wow. So, so yeah, she was a really good reflection just to mirror back to me that taking this 
myself and making it into something was an option for me. Wow, that's awesome. So she sort of widened your horizon by allowing you to see a little bit further than your uh, your blind spots were at that time. Because like I said, I was like, I am so average. I am absolutely nobody. How can I start a business? If I can do, do this, then anyone can. Yeah. Um, it, so when she first brought it up, I was like, are you serious? I'm going to start a business? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then we talked about it and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm going to try it. And I took on a few clients and it was really nice. And then I, I was already a yoga teacher back then. And I started to infuse kind of this passion for women's health into my yoga teaching as well. And that's once it got that wholesomeness, that's really when it started to take off. People got interested in my workshops, in my classes. Um, and yeah, I really did get more clients as well to the point where, yeah, this year I could actually quit working and do this full time. Awesome. That's so good. Um, I'm very glad you hired that coach so that you Me get too. to <laughs> get to live the way you want now. I think a valuable outcome is an understatement actually. Yeah. <laughs> it is like my whole life now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so just uh, as we're coming to an end of this episode, I like to ask three rapid fire questions. So what is your favorite quote? Uh, I have to say, because I always only remember this quote like ish. So I had to Google it before <laughs> we started. <laughs> but it's by Katie Reed and it says self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. Beautiful. And it really is in line with what we've been talking about today as well. Absolutely, yes. And what is the book that has impacted you most in terms of your entrepreneurial journey? It is the book Moving With Your Moon by one of my teachers, Anna Davis, which is all about feminine yoga and feminine movement practices. Awesome. And last question. What is something the listeners can do or focus on this week to get them closer to being a successful entrepreneur and living life on their terms. Coming back to their bodies and really listening to what your body tells you that it wants to bring forth. Because you have it in you and you know if you're feeling confused, if it's like too many options, whatever, come back to yourself and notice what feels expansive in your body and then trust that and follow it. Awesome. All right. So just wrapping up, where can the listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at Hanna Friedenberg or Hannah Friedenberg. You can find me on Facebook on Hannah Friedenberg, Feminine Yoga Walking the Step for my Norwegian listeners. And uh, you can find my website. Yeah. which is hannahfreidenberg.com yeah I'll link to all of those in the show notes and in the podcast description as well so it's easy to find and if you're interested in what we've been talking about today Hannah and I have created a beautiful freebie for you that's available in the show notes just go to martinathomason.com uh, forward slash podcast and you can find this episode and the freebie there and this link can be found in the description box as well for this episode so thank you so much hannah for today it's been beautiful to talk to you thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure awesome all right hope you guys enjoy the episode and i'll see you again next week bye
Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anyone who supports women entrepreneurs and natural therapies. To create change, we need to work together and promote each other. As always, please leave a review, five stars if you think we need more mindfulness and spirituality in business. If you're interested in coaching with me, head on over to my website and schedule a free discovery call. Finally, if you have any inquiries or you would like to interview me on your show, shoot me an email. Details are in the show notes over at my website, martinathomason.com. Have an amazing week. Cheers, guys. Thank you.